Thank you for flying Jeremiah Wonders Airlines. Please keep hands inside the vehicle at all times. Keep earbuds at the proper level inside your ear hole and keep the positivity flowing at all times. I feel like I am recording this in an NPR studio right now, but it is about three o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to record this intro in advance before I head to Phoenix with my boy Patty Reagan and Joel Berg. Trying to get this done ahead of time. My wife is asleep. My neighborhood is asleep. So I am doing my best to not wake everybody up at this hour of the night. It's a nice, smooth, easy transition into the week. And thank you for joining me. Brody Stevens is the guest today. Yes. I promise I don't talk like this the entire episode. (laughs) Just this intro. A nice, soothing intro from your boy, Jeremiah Watkins. That's right. There's positivity, drama. This podcast has it all. There's a question that I asked that Brody didn't like uh, during the fanning out segment from some of you listeners. Uh, But we talked after the podcast. We decided to leave the interview unedited like uh, every other episode that I do. And uh, I think this is a fun one. Brody and I had a lot of fun riffing together. You get to hear Brody do some characters. He usually doesn't do that too much in a stand-up act. So it's kind of fun. Fun and different, you know? Guys, I took a couple nights off this week. Been burnt out from, from traveling, being on the road, but uh, I still managed to do like seven or eight shows <laughs> this week, so I felt like I, I deserved to take, uh, you know, a couple, couple nights off to decompress a little bit. You got to recharge the batteries. Can't burn out too much. You don't want to burn the candle at both ends. I, I do that too much. I, I, I get sick. Had a, uh, a dentist thing that I've been having to deal with uh, earlier in the week, too. So I was like, you know what? I think uh, this is the universe telling me, you know, chill out a little bit. So there you go. But it was a good week. I, I did this show called Historical Roast that uh, Eddie Firth, Ryan Pig, and Sammy Junio uh, run. And uh, they also do Fictional Roast. And I dressed up as David Bowie. My boy Patty Reagan dressed up as Freddie Mercury. Willie Hunter was Michael Jackson. Jerron Horton was Prince. The list goes on. It, it was so fun. We roasted each other, and it was a blast. Go check out one of those shows if um, you're around Los Angeles. It was a great time. Guys, uh, special sponsors with the show. Bronxborn Pizza, at Bronxborn Pizza in Bend, Oregon. And guess what? Spoiler. Pizza Party is back in this episode, and Greyblock Pizza in Santa Monica sponsored that. Yeah, Brody and I had some Greyblock pizza before before the podcast started. And Greyblock, uh, the same owner, owns Bronxborn Pizza and Bend, Oregon. So I'm not cheating on Bronxborn, so don't even worry about it, guys. And then, of course, Speedweed, the OG. Co-sponsor of the show. Do you go fast, but you want to go slow? Are you feeling low, but you want to be high? 
Take a hit of that speed weed, yeah. Mary Jane. If you want that marijuana delivery, <laughs> hit up Gina over at Speedweed on Twitter. I was uh, kind of complaining last week that there wasn't enough kindness challenge letters that I had been getting. Every week I challenge you guys and myself to do something nice out of the kindness of your heart for somebody that you know or a stranger. It can be big, can be small, can be anything. As long as you're putting out positivity, as long as you're doing something nice and putting it out there for somebody else. That's the challenge every week. I got some great ones this last week, and I'm going to share one that I got. And uh, while I share it, I'm going to play an original track from Nexus Pro Music, another one. This one's called Talk Too Much, and uh, I will start playing that here in a second. I don't know what this uh, listener that wrote in sounds like, looks like, so I started to wonder, what if I read the letter in a voice that I thought that they sounded like? Here we go. Heard on the last podcast that you weren't getting many kindness challenge emails. Well, I got one. A few weeks ago, I bet on the underdog for a UFC fight. Mighty Mouse versus Seijudo. When my girlfriend and I were walking into the sports bar where we saw the fight, a waitress was getting out of her car with one donut tire and three messed up tires. She ended up being our server. I won my bet for $1,400. She took good care of us. I gave her a $400 tip on our way out and told her to get new tires. Bam! Talk about kindness challenge at pistol underscore 31 on Instagram. Thank you for sharing that story. And thanks for helping out that nice waitress. That's super cool of you. See? That dude came into some money. He saw somebody in need. Stranger. Boom. That changes their life and their mood instantly. Stuff like that. Paint it for it. I love those kind of stories. So props to you, my friend. Thank you for writing in. Very cool, cool of you. And um, I encourage everybody listening to do something, uh, you know, could be that big, could be something really small. Anything small can sometimes make a difference in somebody's day. Pretty dope, guys. I like it. Email your uh, your kindest challenge letters to me or your original music uh, to your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. That's why you are boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. And also, who wants to help me produce this show? Hmm? I'm looking for somebody who's good at editing audio and video. I'm getting a little bit getting a little bit swamped uh, whenever I go on the road and I have to try to put this show together. It takes uh, a lot for me to edit it myself. Uh, so I'm looking for somebody who might be interested and help me out in the uh, audio editing department or uh, the video editing department. Send me an email. What you think at uh, your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. And I don't really have any uh, tour dates to plug. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff coming up in like September and um, October. Just know that uh, I'll, I'll be very general with this. Um, Detroit and Michigan and Toronto. That's all stuff that's coming up with Tony Hinchcliffe and the Kill Tony crew. So look out for that. But uh, 
go uh, go to jeremiahwonders.com. And if you're uh, feeling in the mood, there's a PayPal button that is there. Donate a little something if you can. If not, all good as well. And then uh, jeremiahwatkins.tv slash shop. I got t-shirts up. I think I'm going to put up a uh, Jeremiah Wonders t-shirt soon. Let me know if you guys have interest in that. Tweet at me, at Jeremiah Standup. Or reach out to me on social media, at Jeremiah Standup, Instagram, across the board. Whatever. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. It's a very positive podcast with Stephen Brody Stevens. And let's just get right into it. What do you say? With the pride of Reseda High School, the king of the valley. Without further ado, it's Stephen Brody Stevens on Jeremiah Wonders. Yes! You got it. Live here with Brody. Stephen Brody Stevens. Yes, Stephen Brody Stevens. Do you prefer the Brody or do you prefer the full Stephen Brody Stevens? Uh, you know, the more I hear Stephen Brody Stevens, it uh, doesn't pop. Mm-hmm. Brody Stevens pops that name. Boom. People see this right away. Hear it. Feel it. They're used to it. Believe it. Stephen Brody Stevens is more of a Internet moniker. Uh, SBS I like, but it's a it's an internet because my real name isn't Brody Stevens. I mean, my, it's my last name. Everyone always called me Brody. I mean, that was like the truth, mm-hmm. and that's why I felt like I wanted to keep that name in it. You know, but yeah. when I heard cause Steve Brody to me wasn't like a funny name. That was that's my real name, Stephen James Brody. Oh wow, you know, I actually didn't know that. But like Steve Brody was a baseball player. Steve Brody wasn't a stand-up comedian, you know, Brody was. And then when I had to come up with the name, I felt like, I mean, I, I was Steve Brody right at first, and then I was switching around, Jay Brody Stevens, Brody, uh, this Brody Stevens seemed to, like, work. And I, and I just wasn't, I don't know if I was creative enough to even come up with a completely different name. Nobody called me anything other than just Brody. Yeah. You know, so I felt like Brody Stevens. But then... When I would hear that name, somebody else say it, like bringing me up, Brody Stevens, I felt like it wasn't me. It was, and then when I would tell them, like I just told you, my name's Steve. It's like it's a little bit. It's like a letdown almost. I don't want to like let people down. Mm. So I feel like if I say Stephen Brody Stevens, at least there's. Um, I'd rather have them be confused than let down. All right, that makes sense. I'm not saying you were let down, but that's the way I take it in terms of like. Whenever I said interesting. And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, even that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because people, I, I and also me, when I hear it, I know it's not really me. Re- me is, you know, Stephen. That's really who I am. Mm-hmm. Steve, Stephen. But, you know, as you get older and more, you grow, you you know, you move out of your, your mom's place. You know, so people start giving you nicknames. Right. You know, based off your last name. Totally. So, and I just knew people like, people, like the people, name Brody. People called me J-Dub, J-Watt. Jay Watt, there you mm-hmm. go. JJ Watt. Whenever I uh I was growing up, I actually like whenever I was really young, I I hated to be called Jeremiah because it was like my full name. And right. uh, for years I went by Jeremy, which uh, that doesn't even oh. feel like me. Wow. You know? And then whenever I got a little bit older, I'm like, no, I like my name. I'm I'm Jeremiah. 
You were Jeremy? Whenever I was a kid, I preferred being called Jeremy for whatever reason. And then when you started doing comedy? No, no. You switched it up? Whenever I went, I had a chance to, uh, whenever I went to public school in eighth grade, they, they say, what is the preferred name you'd like to be called? And I was like, I've never been asked that before. I always just like pushed away that, and I'm like, you know what? I'm Jeremiah. I like my I like my name. Jeremiah has spoken. Jeremiah spoken. Jeremiah spoken. I usually call people by their full name. Usually, David Spade. I think I call him Dave. Mm. But most people, you call them their full name. Full name. I don't know. I just it was never like I don't always call people by their nickname. Yeah, you you always call me Jeremiah, and usually go Jeremiah. Jeremiah articulation. Articulation. Well, it was also like I think sports background. You respect people. Respect. I mean, nicknames are popular also in baseball. So mm-hmm. in sports, of course. Did you have a nickname whenever you played baseball? Broad, bro. You know, didn't have to go. Nothing like. Slugfest or anything like that, or the 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 you know spaghetti arms or no no, no I know nothing like that. I never had that. I mean, uh, awesome ostrich, awesome like ostrich, awesome os. That somebody I like that as a kid. Like I ran like an ostrich. Really? Yeah. I mean, I want to see you as an animated ostrich. I would love to see that cartoon. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, if somebody wants to do it, I'm not me personally. I don't know. I mean. Guys, I, if anybody's out there that's into animation, they want to do a quick either a Photoshop or, you know, an an animated Brody yeah. as an ostrich, I think everybody would appreciate that. Well, I'm I think I'm easy to animate. I think uh people I've seen caricatures, uh, I have some strong features that you could that make me identifiable. So I think if you could just like, yeah, take my head and put it on, on an ostrich. I've got neck. some strong features as well, my friend. There you go. Well, yeah. definable features, yeah. dark hair, mm-hmm. chin, you know, we're tall, we're bold. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you can say strong nose, strong chin, strong shoulders. Strong jawline, strong pecs, strong clavicles. Yes. yes. But, but you're actually, you know, you, you could play a lot of different characters. You're, you, you know, you mix it up. I don't know if I would be as uh, can play as so many characters. Maybe because my facial hair. I mean, they say that on Saturday Night Live. They don't like them to have facial hair. Well, it's funny. For the longest time, um, I had a lot of scruff and very, was very beardy. But recently on Kill Tony, we've been doing so many different characters every week that I, I can't keep facial hair because if we're playing women or like I was just David Bowie on uh, right. Wednesday for a show... You know, most of to to blend into different people, it's usually you got to be clean shaven, so you can put like makeup on or yeah. uh, like I have a I put my hair into wig caps a lot to put wigs over it and stuff like that. So yeah, that that's uh, I mean that's an advantage though being clean shaven, not relying on that. That's what's that's a, like an old Saturday Night Live thing. Lauren Michaels said that. Yeah, any like um, Belushi had a beard before he joined the cast, and he's like, you gotta you gotta you gotta shave, shave it. it. Yeah. Oh, that's like a known story. That's not like a uh, old wives' tale. No, uh, Bobby Moynihan also had a big bushy beard uh, right before he joined the cast, and they're like, yeah, you gotta you gotta shave up and. And then the come in. But you know, for me, like shaving was just, would just irritate my skin. Mm-hmm. I, I would, that's why I 
really gave up on shaving because of uh, you know irritation. You have a strong beard line always. It's always it's all. Do you? Well, do I got you, it do lasered. You do it every I got it lasered. Did you really? Years ago, for because it was the shaving. I had so much so intense every day. You'd have to do it. Yeah, I just didn't want to shave, and it was. I mean, such a long time ago. I forget how it was, but I, my skin would get irritated, and when you. Uh, Get the laser just helped out with that irritation. Like mm. It would be a bloodbath when I would shave, uh, like just of irritation. Yeah, that's why people grow beards. I think a lot of it is just uh, to cover up. Yeah, I mean, I would just re- I, mean, I had like bad rosé from shade, just irritation. So mm-hmm. that was a, that was a, but it wasn't a time thing. It was like painful to like have to shave a couple days in a row. I mean, you can train your skin, I guess. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, so many people have beards. The I like it. I like the trend that beards are you know, mainstream, you can have a beard and, and scruff even and and be a, a newscaster. You can have a beard and have scruff and be an announcer. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, you couldn't really, you know. Do you think guys like yourself and like your bud, Zach Galifianakis, like trendsetters in the beard community? Um, It's possible. I mean, look, Zach made the beard. I mean, he was one of the guys who kind of like brought... Because whenever you guys, you know... After the Hangover movies, you started seeing a lot of guys. I mean, the hipster era was that 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 time, you know, right? And it started to blossom and grow. You started seeing a lot of dudes with with beards, especially comedians who were kind of chubbier guys who started sporting a little bit more facial hair and stuff like that. They, yeah, exactly. I, I feel like I, for that. yeah, I feel like it was noticeable for me as a comedian hmm. seeing it. But I don't know. So maybe my yeah, maybe maybe in that way, my beard. Help that. I didn't have a beard in college. You couldn't have one. Couldn't have, it had to be clean shaven. Mm-hmm. And then, but I would have a beard sometimes, or have like a goatee or whatever. And I would then I would have like a bad show or not a good show. And I feel like the goatee or the beard <laughs> made me more intimidating. You know that there there is a thing like facial hair on a certain level is intimidating. Well, you with a goatee might look more villainous and less welcoming. You never know. Yeah, right. You have the beard, the goatee, the mm-hmm. mustache. I and I, I do think I luckily I I have those options. Like if you sport a goatee, you might be one of the villains from Taken all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? The goatee gives me that look. And then you can dye it, you can not dye it, you can I mean, are you going I mean, there's just a lot of options with that. The beard then you're turning more into a Persian, Arabic, mm-hmm. maybe Russian. Yeah. And then clean shaven. Then here's the other thing: I'm clean shaven. I get sweat like on my upper lip. That was another uh, reason upper why. Upper lip sweat. Yeah, exactly. So upper lip sweat, upper lip sweat. And I think also I have a funny mouth from what I heard. And I think when you have the the beard, the hairs in the way, it kind of can take away from some of the funniness. That's why I tell some of these comedians. I don't tell them, but I see the comedians. Some of them hold that mic right up. They can't see their mouth. Yeah. Not only is it like weird, it's a communication block. It's something, it's a block, it's a physical block, but it's also we're not seeing your face. And I think part of that, the beard, you can kind of lose some of that weirdness. Those beard, those bird-like features get lost within the nest of the beard. I like the word play with the nest of the beard. There you go. With the bird. Yes. Nest, I mean... You got the Nest security cameras are everywhere. You've got the bird scooters. I mean, a lot of... What do you think of the bird scooters? Because let me let me tell you something. I can't stand them, Brody. I can't stand the bird scooters. 
You can't stand seeing them. You can't stand I riding can't, them. I have not ridden one yet, and everybody tells me I need to ride one before I make my judgment. But right now, I can't stand looking at them. Is that, is it, in, why? Is it because they, they're pretentious? They're in the way? I think it's pretentious. I think it's in the way. I think that the people who who drive them around are a nuisance. <laughs> Right. I'm like an old man whenever I see them. I get angry. Like I was walking down the sidewalk and three passed me and I had to like get out of the way and like I'm like What are they like European tourists? Are these adults? Are they kids on the scooters? They're like, you know, young twenties, like mid twenties, like kind of hipster people who are I, floating around on them. And so, I I don't like them. So you don't like them that they're they're on the sidewalk or they're kind of impeding yeah, them where and, you're and people leave them in clumps of litter. They just they just throw them on the side of the sidewalk. They're they're not even like on a kickstand or anything. I don't know if other people are pushing them over or right, what. Right, right. But it's frustrating. Okay. So I see what you're saying. I haven't the peripheration peripheration. Mm-hmm. The prolifica the prolification. The overabundance of these scooters. You see them, I guess, in Venice, probably Hollywood. Santa Monica. Yeah, Santa Monica. Yeah. You're not... I haven't been seeing them too much around my neighborhood, luckily, I guess. I did notice when I went to Venice a couple weeks ago, they were everywhere. Um, look, you've had some personal run-ins. Uh, pun, no pun intended. Or pun intended. Mm-hmm. So... I don't. I, I. I don't want to ride them. I'm nervous because they go pretty fast. I hear they go fast. Yeah. Knowing my luck, I get excited. Maybe something would happen. Also, yeah, I just don't want to get hurt. Not. Yeah. You know, it's just what. What's the advantage of the the scooter as opposed to a bicycle? I. I don't even ride a bicycle around. I don't. Me neither. Tr- I don't trust crazy drivers. I think the CEO of Birds is calling in there. I think they're pretty upset that uh, I'm talking about them in not a positive way right now. They're going to... Oh, they have your number? Uh, yep. They're on the caller ID right uh, Hello? Is this the uh, CEO of Birds? Yeah, yes, it is. This is Birds. Um, Very upset. Well, um, okay. Uh, Mr... Your last name isn't Bird, is it? First name's Larry. First name Larry, last name Bird? So, uh, I'm talking crap on your company right now. All right, buddy. So I, I need to figure out what we call those bird droppings. (laughs) Whenever people make fun. (laughs) We we have a section on our website called bird droppings. And it's all just the highlighted content of what people upset like myself. Negative reviews. Okay. Well, I have an issue. Uh, I'm glad that I can talk to you about it. Uh, I want birds to become extinct. Uh, there, I said it. Wow. Uh, they are a part of society. Bird is uh, here to stay. We signed a contract. We're tracking this, your number. We have it coming up from Hollywood. So we signed a contract with the mayor of Los Angeles, and Bird is here to stay. Well, that's pretty frustrating. Uh, I heard that you're actually getting outlawed in some cities uh, because... People are just throwing them around, and they're becoming clutter. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, that's Malibu. We're talking L.A. City proper, this neighborhood, this sidewalk. So I have to keep looking at these people that are flying by on your product and just dumping them wherever they please. That's going to that's gonna stay for a while? See, you haven't done your research. A bird scooter is biodegradable. <laughs> Those bird scooters you see lying... <laughs> In a pile, uh-huh. they get 
recycled. Oh, really? So we recycle. You're saying you're telling cycle. me that if I leave a bird scooter on somebody's lawn for long enough, the lawn's gonna soak it up and like, it's gonna go back into the earth. Like compost. Again, you have to look beyond the barcodes. Okay. Well, maybe I'll I'll have to give it a shot then. It, if if they're that good for the environment, okay. You can't judge every bird by its cover. I don't think that's the. I think it's that's a different expression. Let me let me check the manual. Mm-hmm. No, it says, um, you know, don't judge us. We're good. We're we're equal opportunity. That's what that's what it says in your in your employee handbook. Don't, don't judge us. Don't judge us. Uh-huh. We're equal opportunity. We're here to stay in Hollywood, but we're watching you. Just to let you know, Larry Bird. We have the technology. We have the apps. We know we birds. Have you heard of GPS? Yeah, I've heard of GPS. George Pierre Sinclair. I didn't know that that's what it stood for. I thought it. He was the guy who invented the bird technology, George Pierre Sinclair. So wait, you, Larry Bird, the CEO of Birds, you didn't even invent the technology. You just saw that it was a good idea, and you packaged it and put it out there and put your name on it. You got it. Wow, you like, sound a little bit like the Steve Jobs of Birds. That's right. We create the technology, you provide the housing, and you better stay on shift. Don't jump out the window. The bird housing. You know, um, birds, birds are pretty cool, and we just feel like birds. I, I sorry to interrupt. I haven't heard much from from Brody uh, during this phone call. Uh, Brody, what 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 do you think of this whole whole thing? This bird guy has a really unique point of view. He was, uh, I expected shtick, but I was really just getting into the message. Larry, are you still uh, on the line? Yeah, I'm right here. Uh, Brody, this, this is Larry. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. This is Brody. I think you're uh, doing a good job. You understand about positive energy, and we're looking for that with the bird company. How about this? Bird and Brody. How does that sound? You know, it sounds pretty good. Bird and Brody. Okay. It sounds like you two are very much on the same page. He even said positive energy yeah. at one point. Like Lenny and Larry, Bird and Brody. Yeah. It's like... You... Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It does. Brody. Larry? What's up? Oh, I'm doing good. Yes. Enjoy. Enjoy? Go ahead, Jeremiah. All right. We're going we're gonna to let Larry Bird go. Um, uh, thanks for calling in, Larry. See you later, Larry. It sounds like you guys are very much on the same page. Did you used to work at uh, Birds? Did you help with the startup or anything, Brody? You guys almost—it's almost like you guys had similar. I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I'm going crazy. I, th- I could have sworn for a second that you guys had almost similar the way you talked, even and like cadence. Even it's catching on. I don't know what it is. It's just you know the, you put good energy out there, Brody, it, and I think that people really absorb it and they take it. And sometimes they they take uh, you know what the, you give them. And they put their own spin on it, and they use it in their life. And you saw it happen right there through technology, calling in, feeling my energy, Larry Bird, connecting with Brody, as I'm adjusting the mic here. Okay. I'll let you adjust now, it. How'd the mic get lower? What do I do to oh, raise it? here. Just... Now, now the bit... <laughs> pull out. Let me, let me say one thing. Let this me say one thing. Is... I, I felt that... I could have changed my voice maybe on it, right? Uh-huh. 
But I thought there's some funniness happening. What's going on? You're moving around. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just doing a bit for me at this point. Jeremiah's doing a bit for I'm himself. Doing, I was doing a video bit where uh, Brody was unaware that I was continuing to move the, <laughs> the mic away from his Why? mouth. Why? And then he kept uh, going after it. And it, it I was decent with that bit. I was... Uh, you know what? I enjoyed it. I mean, Larry Bird it. is... I enjoyed it. I mean, I would edit it down maybe. I don't know. There's some, some definite highlights. Oh, no. Definite highlights. From that, it's not my character strength, but maybe it is. But if I think about it too much, that's my thing. It's like I'm funny when I'm alone. I'm funny when there's no stakes involved. I'm funny when you least expect it. That's why I'm good at audience warm-up. That's why I'm good at doing the late spot. You go, oh, who's the audience warm-up guy? Oh, well, he actually does a pretty good job. And then if you throw in a couple jokes or maybe something funny, then that that's even better. Right. And then same thing with like, you know, you're doing the comedy store. Oh, this guy's late at night. You know, nobody cares. And then you end up, oh, nobody cares? Watch this. And I'm going to live stream it. Yes! Do you find that whenever you live stream sets that it gives you more incentive to crush harder? Or are you just so used to streaming sets at this point where you're just like, it's another one that I'm just going to throw up there? Because you're one of the few comedians that will periscope a 45-minute to an hour set and put it straight online. Not many comedians it's are not, comfortable well, enough doing well, that. Well, they're not, probably not as dumb. It's, a, it's not a smart thing. I wouldn't call it smart, but also I'm not giving away too many jokes on that, and the jokes that I am giving away are like we've heard them, and at the end of the day, not a not so many people are going to see it, however many people. But my theory behind the uh, doing the live streaming, whether it be on like Instagram Live or you know on I do Periscope, I guess you could do Facebook Live too, is uh, yeah, not to bomb. My goal is you because you, there's I have a safe word. If I'm doing bad, there's a safe word like to stop this. Scope. Oh, really? Well, unless I put it up on the on the ledge and then it's just on its own. Like it's I that that's a scary one. When you like in the original room, I've done this a couple times, like to take the the phone on Instagram Live and put it up on a ledge, as opposed to having like one of the door guys who want to hold, hold it or, or a friend who wants to hold. Let me hold it. They like to hold it sometimes, yeah. but you put it up there, then it's going bad. You're like stuck, and mm-hmm. it can get out there, but that doesn't happen. And luckily, it hasn't really happened. Um, I put it on, and it's uh, more about. If I do it, it's just more fun. I'm sharing. It's like I know yeah. I know people like it. They like seeing the live. Yeah, well, you're being all. You're always very present, which I have always enjoyed. I've uh, I've uh, for years I've watched Brody sets. Uh, he he closes out the main room on Saturday nights usually at the Comedy Store, and uh, if you haven't seen him live do a, a longer set, I like your 15 minute sets, but you get the full Brody experience whenever you see those those yeah. those those uh, headlining. Sets closing yeah. out the main room, you know. Yeah, I'm not rushed. And then you, you see them play, and that's what I, I always like to see comedians play, because I lo- I love everybody's writing process. But like, right. whenever I I get to see like their essence of like when everything's stripped away, that's when I'm like, that's the that's the guy or girl that I want to watch right now. Well, yeah, yeah, I like to definitely like play around. It's always more fun to play in that spot, and you know, it's. You got to get laughs. Playing is one thing, but we're, you know, it's like we got an audience. You want to make sure the audience is in on it too. But because you can play, it could be fun just the comedians too. But it's a, that's a thing. Like when you're playing, hopefully the comedians know when you guys are, when you're good and you know each other, you like let the crowd enjoy it also. Right. Right. It's not just like too, it's not too inside. 
You know what I mean? So Yeah, you're not only playing to the very back of the room because that's sometimes dangerous whenever there's comedians where you're killing just for them, but then you, you look around and you realize you're like, oh, this audience is not getting this. Yeah, I don't do that. Like the, I, the door guys, they're usually like flanked out on the side at the comedy store mm-hmm. in, the, in the main room there. So if I'm playing with them, they're, in, they're usually like a part of it. And I talk to the, the sound guy, but it's not like scripted out and it's not always, but it's just like... They're just uh, they're part of the part of the show. Sometimes I go to them. Sometimes I don't. Well, they maybe they want to talk to me, but it's also <clears throat> it's about the show. We'll never like yeah. It's about giving the audience a show. You, you and I used to do this bit for years where uh, where I had um, your app, uh, your, sa- oh, yeah, yeah. your your soundboard app. Uh, I had you it on my it. phone, and uh, after Brody would hit a punchline from the back or the middle of the room, I would hit. The soundboard don't go yes or and and then you would go who said that <laughs> and it, then I would hit it again yeah and then you would find out you'd interview me quickly and I would say that I was an app developer and that I actually put together a soundboard without your permission and that I've been selling it online and making money but I really was I did have that app right, I don't think it's right. up anymore I need to get it up. oh it's not up anymore I don't think so that's something that I should promote that soundboard I loved that soundboard. I think it was on uh, Android. I don't know if it was available on, but I yeah. need to update it. Yeah, and I, add new. I sounds. lost it whenever I um, my phone broke and it just my phone flatlined and I could I couldn't get it back on the other one. I do need a I do need to update it. But that's the fun thing about <clears throat> the the comedy source playing around. Definitely, if you were to do a new soundboard, what would be the five sound bites you'd have to have on there? Well, just, I mean, I guess we would have, yes. One. You got it. Number two. Push. Three. See, but push and believe. I don't know. Um, Maybe push and believe would be three. <clears throat> Apple, cider, vinegar, <laughs> iodine <laughs> drops. See, then you just, then you have these other ones. I'm good. <laughs> How dare you? Stand back and respect me. 818 till I die. Yes, 818 till I die. I went to Reseda High School. I went to Reseda High School, home of the Karate Kid and Boogie Nights. (laughs) I drink coffee bean on the reg. I actually have been going back to coffee bean, switching it up. I've been going to more Starbucks the last few years. People are curious what's going on because, you know, you you, you, you died cold brew at Starbucks for a while and then you... Then you, you switched camps, went over to Coffee Bean. Well, I have my go-to Starbucks. I have my go-to locations. A lot of times I just want, I, I just need to get out of the house. Have people ever seen your live streams at a Starbucks or a Coffee Bean and tried to meet you there or tried to show up or anything like that? Like, um, oh, I think that Brody hangs out at this one or I see that he's streaming from here right now. I'm going to go on over there and say what's up. No, not really. I've had, um, <clears throat> I would say, like coffee beans. Definitely, like if I'm if I'm periscoping, I think a lot. Like if I'm walking, doing a steps with Steve, and I'm out like on Laurel Canyon and Riverside Drive in the Valley, I'll get people who like will shout stuff out, like driving by. Yes, Brody. You know, I get that. Like, that will happen. Yeah. Um, I haven't had too many people go. Oh, I saw you on the Periscope. I ran over here. I don't really, I haven't, I mean, I guess luckily I haven't had too much yeah. of that. Um, but I don't know. The, the Starbucks, 
that was like, you know, I was going to that Starbucks. I'd be doing a lot of my periscopes there, doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it would bring out people, bring out certain energies, but nothing crazy, luckily. Oh, no. What happened? Another call? We got a caller. Uh, you know, it's a disgruntled Starbucks employee, Brody. And uh, I think they're... I, think I have no problem with employees. It's customers. I... I What's, I think they're good. I think okay. I'll hear them out. Go I mean, ahead. Hear them out. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get them okay. on, on the line real quick. All right. Let me hear them out. Is this um, is this a uh, Brody Stevens? Yeah, it's Brody Stephen Brody Stevens. Stephen Brody Stevens. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, here's the thing. You used to come in my Starbucks every day, right? Yeah, you I did. Remember? Laurel Canyon and Riverside. Laurel Canyon. Riverside. Okay, here's the thing, Brody. I waited on you hand and foot every day for years, okay? You did your streams. I let you take your pictures for the Instagram. Yeah. Never made one complaint. No. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you switch camps on us. And you go to our number one rival, Coffee Bean. Now, what, what the heck is that all about, huh? I'll tell you what. Starbucks... It just got a little out of control there. It got a little wild. It got a little political. Uh, you never know if there's going to be some kind of protest going on. Oh, really? Yeah. I And Coffee Bean is more family. Oh, you think it's more chilling stuff over there, huh? Yeah, I would say there's more warmth. Really? Yeah. Well, what could we do to make it a little bit more warm for you, Stephen Brody Stevens? I, I, I need more family atmosphere. I want to see families. Then go to the freaking Olive Garden, okay? Whenever you come to Starbucks, hold out your coffee, grab your dick, and we'll fill it up. It used to be families. It used no, to be PTA meetings. It was built on cock and coffee. That's the Starbucks that I know and that I work for. No. The, the Starbucks I grew up on, PTA meetings, books, journaling, and fellowship. And then it turned in to some political Antifa base camp and i sensed it and i said i'm out and since i've been out i've seen jeff probes from survivor i've seen ben shapiro who's a conservative radio voice and somebody i made the right choice you know what the starbucks that i knew whenever i was growing up hunting knives rope and truck nuts. That's a Starbucks that I grew up with. I don't know what kind of Starbucks. Sounds like a Ted Nugent concert. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Maybe I went there with my father. My father loves Ted Nugent. There you go. Rock it out. Rock it out Upper with your cough P-I. out. Rock it out with your cough. Cough out. Cough out. Let me say something. That's the Starbucks that I know, Brody. So sorry that, you know, we want cookie cutter enough for you and you want to sit on some maybe recline or a leather couch over a coffee bean. They are comfortable, yeah, because... The customers could handle leather upholstery. Oh, you don't think that our clientele are nice enough where, you know, they, they wouldn't uh, keep the, the leather upholstered, huh? No, they had to bring in bio de- chairs. They had to bring Chair, in chairs? Chairs made out of bird scooters. Biodegradable chairs made from bird scooters they oh. had to use at Starbucks. And I said, that's it. I'm fighting for straws. I'm fighting Antifa meeting get-togethers. I saw a weapon the other day. I'm out. I'm going to Coffee Bean. I want to be around yarmulkes, leather and leather chairs, and little rabbit ice pellets. Better ice at Starbucks. That, excuse me, Coffee Bean. I made a mistake. Coffee Bean. I thought I had you back for a second. Coffee Bean has 
rabbit pellet ice. Thank you. Okay. Well, that some of that some of that stuff, you know, sounds a little bit nice. Yeah, and, and the flavored the the lattes they are known for their flavored drinks. I mean, what kind? I mean, you know, we got our options, but well, just curious. I've not, I mean, I've never been to Coffee Bean before. What kind of options do they do they got? Um. Well, first of all, they have Wi-Fi. They have they have Wi-Fi. Are you serious? They have Wi-Fi. Yes. We just have Ethernet cords that are sticking out of the walls at Starbucks. It's all wireless. It's all it, the whole building is wireless charging. I thought they only had the technology for, for phones in your home. No, it it's there at Starbucks. It's cut. I'm calling from a landline I mean, right now. Okay. You're calling from a landline. I'm calling from a landline. That's what they force you to do at Starbucks. They force you to call from a landline. If you're at Coffee Bean, everything's digital. Everything is 5G. Brody, please help me. I'm a prisoner over at Starbucks. I'm just realizing it. All the opportunities over at Coffee Bean. Uh, I got to get out. Why don't, stay tight. Sit tight. What time does Starbucks... You got to get me out of here, Brody. I, I, You know, I have a chance to swing by. I have a chance to swing by. You meet me outside. I'll meet you in the alley. Meet me in the alley. Okay. You, you hop on the back of my bird scooter. And I will take you to my coffee bean. Are you? Oh, you better not cry right now because that's going to make me cry. Yes, it's real. We have we have couches. Because if you save my life from this Starbucks, I will owe you one forever, Mr. Stevens. Well, mark this down on your calendar. It's happening. You, I'm going to pick you up. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger picked up that kid in Terminator 2. You hop on the bike and you'll be a little Eddie Furlong and you ride along with me. When you say you'll be back, you mean it? You mean it? You're coming? I'm coming back. You're coming back. I thought I, thought I was going to be lost forever. I thought that I would never get a hold of you again. I'm just a big fan of the show and you happen to be a guest on the show. So if you're going to call me. You put out positive energy. You put the effort out. I pick up on that. I was born Jewish, raised Gemini. I'm, I'm reading your energies. I allowed for this phone call to penetrate the airwaves. I appreciate you letting me penetrate your heart today. And I'll see you in the alley in 37 minutes, okay? You got it. Mark it down on our GPS. Goodbye. Or George. Thank you. Pierre Sinclair. Very emotional. That was a little bit of a, an emotional roller coaster. I mean, that kid. What was his name? I didn't get his name. I, oh, okay. It says on the uh, on the caller ID, it was Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Great yeah. name. Uh, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. These kids, they come at me hard. They come at me hard. It's a full court press. Well, it's They're, like he was really like. It wasn't even like he was upset about that you were going to a new coffee place. It was like. He was upset because you left him behind. He wanted to get out of there. He was a prisoner of his own isolation. Yeah, he created it. I mean, he of his mind. If you create the negativity, it will build around you. Yeah, I tried to show him over... I said, Dylan, look, you've got the Antifa. The PTA meetings are gone. Remember those days when we used to put the, the tables and we used to sit around the tables? Of course. You can't find a PTA meeting. You have to fight for straws. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk about the restrooms. Don't even make me go there. Well, it's clear why you left. 
Let's bring us to our next segment, Pizza Party. Yes, pizza. You got it. One of my favorite dishes on the plate. Pizza. One of your favorite dishes on the plate, pizza. That's an exact quote from... Yes, yes. you got it. You got Steven. it. Steven, pizza. Stevens. Now we have... <laughs> pizza Brody Stevens. Pizza Brody Stevens, hot I and ready. You got it. Back. Now, we haven't done the Pizza Party segment on this show in okay. a while. I was very happy that I was able to supply you with pizza, and you took me up on it. Because I used to get pizzas for my guests, and believe it or not, they would turn it down, and then the segment would be blown. Why would they turn it down? Because they ate before, or they, they had either. something against pizza, they the ate flavoring? Before, they ate before, they're on an L.A. food diet, or they're trying to eat healthy or exercise or something, and I'm like... How do you turn down pizza? But that's why you exercise, so you can eat pizza. This guy gets it. And then how do you exercise if you don't have the fuel of the ingredients of the the pizza? Of the carbs of the pizza. Exactly. People are like putting down pizza. I mean, LeBron James wouldn't own a pizza chain. What does he own? Blaze Pizza or Baked Pizza? He owns a pizza chain. Does LeBron own Blaze? Yeah. Get out of he's here. He's a part owner, yeah. Get the so, F out. If he, I mean, he's healthy. He drinks Gatorade. So it's, so we know he's healthy. That's right. And not even G2, the original. The original. Michael Chang, who's also a tennis player, he owns a pizza. I think he owns P- Pyology. There's like Pyology. I've there's had that Pizza one. Rev. I, I, there's I, Blaze. I've, I've tried multiples. Blaze is still my favorite out of those. Yeah, um, Blaze. I had Blaze yesterday, or Pi. I forget. But are they going to all merge eventually? I mean, is that what's going to happen? Like it's like the Apple takeover, or or like Disney is just like consuming different places. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think like what stores merged before. Were there other companies that merged? Uh, did like somebody, Time Warner, like Cable. Gateway, maybe like uh, were, was bought out by like. But Blockbuster merged with somebody. Didn't Blockbuster merge with the Hollywood Video? Probably they probably yeah I gotta I gotta like sharpen up my terms on that but that's how I feel like these they're gonna have they they're gonna they gotta like work together I mean I feel like there'll be a Jersey Mike's uh, Subway cha- you know combination store that would really blow your mind maybe it maybe Jersey Mike's Good Sense now Good Sense is a good uh, what, what what store is that Mister Good Sense it's in the it's only in the Midwest. Oh, only in the yeah. Midwest. You know what they need out here in LA is a pot belly. We don't have pot belly. Wait, sandwiches. what's that? That's in the Midwest. I've I never had, heard of it. Are you serious? I had one in Kansas City. They're in Chicago. It's called pot belly. Yeah, I've pot belly sandwiches. I've ne- literally, I'm from Kansas City. Never heard of pot belly. They're very good. What kind of what kind of cheddar, chicken cheddar, uh, roast beef, tuna? They have uh, malts. They have cookies. They that have sounds lettuce. good. Lettuce sounds great. And it's it's. It's got a warm vibe in there. It reminds me of a, of a coffee bean. You, Starbucks got too harsh, too aggressive, too in your face with the advertising. Well, they're they're not really the advertising, but I feel like the uh, the the architect. There's not a lot of warmth in a Starbucks. No, it's very corporate. I would say yes. They're yes, they are corporate. Good call. I think that's the word I was looking. I for. think so. I used to work there. What? Whoa! Yeah. And that's, I hated the place. Yeah, you're right, corporate. It's, corporate's the exact word. It's very they would weighed out. Everything's weighed out. They, um, 
I did this thing at Starbucks where um, I uh, I used to wear a mustache. A fake one. It was a fake mustache. Oh, okay, that's funny. Because um, there's nothing in the uh, the handbook that says uh, that you can't wear a fake mustache. Right. Because the only facial hair that they allow you at Starbucks is a mustache. Now it's more flexible with the beard, but whenever I worked there, you could only have a mustache, no other facial hair. So I was like, okay, I'm not allowed to have a beard. I'm going to wear a fake mustache. And the customer would be like, oh, what's going on with your... I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> now, was this Starbucks in Kansas City? Nope. This was Starbucks in Beverly Hills. Enjoy it. Enjoy High it. And a lot of guys have worked at Starbucks. A lot of comedians have yeah. had uh, you know day jobs at, at, at Frank Castillo. Frank Castillo, I Tony to, Hinchcliffe. Tony used to... The list goes on. There's a lot of them. Starbucks does... It's, it's a hard job, I bet you. Yeah, it was. It's a hard job. I go, you know what I find about Starbucks? A couple, it's kind of humiliating or kind of weird. You'll see employees, you see them all the time. You know, you get to know them. And then you'll, you'll see them, like the head and like the manager will talk to the other employee like they don't even know each other. Like, you need to clean the restrooms. Can you go out there and reset the tables? We need some ice. There's like, you don't see them, they don't talk like they are, uh, what's the word I'm saying? Like, friends it's like a very business it's a very cold relationship where it's just like there's no there's no love it's just like barking orders rather than hey would you mind going do this it's like list there it is do it yeah exactly but once that once they're off the clock you but you know they have the sensibility to be more uh friendly more have more social skill yeah you watch them. It's just kind of a weird Starbucks. It's like when the employee ha- wants to get something, they make them wait in line. I always think that's funny. Like it's a long line. Oh yeah. And the it's guy just, like, just the guy just got off his shift and he has to wait in the back of the line. It's like give me a break. Yeah. Let the guy go up to the front and get a get a drink. Isn't there like an employee line? You know that kind of stuff is like always weird to me. I still remember my employee ID there. Oh really? Because you had to type it in every day. One zero zero three five two two nine. Wow, is that the uh, combination to the restroom? Isn't that I weird? I think somebody's calling in right now. But how did that happen? You called. You said that number. Did it activate your phone? I, I, you know what? I don't know. I think somebody's trying to call into the show right now. Okay, who? Let's pick it up. Okay. Um. Oh wow, it's um. <laughs> It's a. Uh, you won't believe this. Uh, okay. It's uh. It's Chuck E. Cheese. He's actually calling in. Uh, Wait. The actual Chuck E. Cheese. The actual Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, I've always wanted to meet this guy. Okay. I want to hear a story. Okay. Um. Hello. Uh. Chucky. Um. Chuck E. Are uh. How how are you? Hey. Is this uh? Is uh Steve? Well, yeah, Chucky, you 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 would know me as Steve. I had my my fourteenth birthday there at Chuck E. Cheese in Northridge. You know what? That's what I actually wanted to call about because you know you guys kept talking about Starbucks in this pizza party segment. I'm like, hey, why don't we talk about the party that, that Stephen had at my place, my facility, whenever he's fourteen? Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese on Reseda up there in Northridge. It was fun. We had uh, we had tokens. We played. Uh, the, the hammer game, we played skeet ball. It's called whack-a-mole, 
you silly bird. Yeah, <laughs> bird scooter. <laughs> there it is again. That's a theme. Through line. Yeah, there you go. The, uh, arc, story, beginning, middle, end. Noah, arc, keep going. Connection, animal, zoo, cheese, rat. Topia, pizza rat. Tapo, tapokia. Yogurt. Tapioca. Yes, that's what I was getting at. Yogurt yeah. flavors. Yogurt flavoring. What are your yogurt flavorings? Well, yeah. We, well, we got ricotta yogurt. We got uh, we got Swiss mozzarella yogurt. What was your favorite thing? About I'm a the, cheddar the, yogurt guy. Are you? Yeah, cheddar is... Uh, sometimes I... Uh, Sometimes I get the cheese right from the tap. You know what I'm saying? I just squeeze oh, on the milk yeah. stick oh, right yeah. into the mouth. I churn it in the, spit it around, gargle it. You got your cheese straight from Chucky. <laughs> now, Chucky, is uh, are you with the popularity of uh, Pizza Rev and Baked and Pieology, the do-it-yourself, unlimited toppings, pizza game that we're in? Yeah. Is, there, is there a chance that, that Chucky cheese may go that route? You know what? I'm a little bit terrified uh, that uh, we might go under. But you know what all those other companies don't have? They don't have a giant rat that's scary, that walks around the facility, and encourages people to come back. You know what I mean? And I mean, that's just, that's called nostalgia right there. Well, I mean, a rat in this day and age might not be good, too good for the rankings. Well, you you don't think uh, it's a a good mascot for a... Food? A food establishment? I would say no. Really? Yeah. Rats. Um, Pizza rat. Yeah. I'm, it doesn't really. I think you might. I look, Chucky, I like Wait, you. Are you saying I need to do a rebranding thing like Domino's did like in the late 2000s whenever they admitted, hey, we're horrible. We suck at this. We're going to do better and we're going to create new ingredients. Do you think I need a makeover, Brody Stevens? That's what I'm getting at. I think if you catered to the do-it-yourself Pizza, you know, take a handful of chicken, handful of pineapple, handful of... You want little kids to just run through the line and grab their own product? Exactly. Now, that sounds disgusting and not sanitary, and even less sanitary than having a rat as a mascot. But they have gloves on. They do that. They grab in. Oh, this like part of the prize packet. Uh, the counter with the glass. You get to pick it like it's a subway, but you're like, hey, I'm a little grubby kid. I'm going to grab my little grubby kid hands, put the, the chicken and the like different pepperonis in the pepperoncini. You're doing it yourself. It's like the Children's Museum. These are like hands-on. It's like, like, a, it's like a ride is what you're saying. I mean, it's more than a ride. It's edu- I mean, you were, you're learning. You're <gasps> touching. It's more than a ride. It's an experience. Bingo. It's more than a ride. It's an experience. Come back That's to Chuck E. Cheese. That's what about my dick. Whoops, I wasn't allowed to say that. I'm a children's mascot. What am I doing here? It's Gotta okay. go. It's a... <laughs> Did we lose him? He, I mean, he really... Uh, he was... I don't know. Because you, you can't say that these days, you right? You definitely can't say that. I mean... You this... can't say that about your penis, that it's more, it's, not, it's more than a ride. It's an experience. You can't say that. I mean, this guy... If you, I mean, the... What was it? Papa John's got into trouble. This guy's pushing it. Uh, you, you know, he's edgy. He's I mean, too edgy. Maybe he's too edgy. And I, I, I try to convey that in this phone call. Like, hey, bud, chill. Cool your jets. I've got some. I mean, look, I had a good experience. Like, you know, Chuck E. Cheese. Come on back is a good one. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese. You had a great time when you were 14. We're still here. There's a lot of ways you can look at it. <laughs> that one sounds a little creepy, though. Like, hey, you had a great time when you were 14, weren't you? Why don't you come back? Yeah. 
but, I, 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 but I'm delivered different probably there you go delivered ra- ra- like more like mechanical like you had a great time when you were 14 come on back and said hey uh you were here when you were 14 right yeah hey brody why don't you come on back come on i know you want to come back what uh what are your hours we're open all night long well i'm looking for a lunch special we're not really a lunch special kind of. That is one weakness I, of of Chuck E. Cheese. That's is, what I'm getting at. They don't have a lunch special. I, I mean, I, I, can you go to Chuck E. Cheese in the afternoon? Like, I want to go to lunch at twelve. I got for I got from twelve to one. I'm a male adult. I want their pizza. It's good. It brings me back to my childhood. Can I get a lunch special? There you go. But no, you got to have a kid with you. What is that? Would you have to have a kid to you go do in now? There? Because I think they, they started having some issues with uh, some some guys just hanging out uh, for you know the eye candy. So you so <laughs> well, where can you get one of these kids to hang out with? I, you know what? I think that we need to develop an app where you hang out with kids so you. <laughs> You can take them to Chuck E. Cheese with you, and you can enjoy. I think it's worth the trouble of of creating the app and the technology and getting the permission from the parents. I think it's totally. But you've heard of like Big Brothers, yeah? I I I use them to help me move. (laughs) Sign up a couple kids. Come on down. Help me move. Help me move. I need Big Brothers. Let's get into this next segment. Yes, next segment. Fanning out. Fanning out. Yes, this is Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. All right. Uh, I reached out to people on social media, and they reached right back, and I asked them if they could ask Stephen Brody Stephen any question. Let's see if I like. What would it be? This is my favorite question. I'm going to open with it. This is from at Spinners Media on Twitter. Don't know him. Don't know him. You're about to. Brody, put together a baseball team made up of stand-up comics. Who's on the team and what position? Obviously, you are the pitcher. Yep. And the Sklar brothers make the team. That's what they Sklar said. Sklar brothers, they would. Pro- I would put those two like second base and shortstop. I knew you were going to say that. They've got to be like they be. A, a, a turn in a double play. Yep. Um, baseball. Who are some? Well, we got guys. Yeah, I think you will tomorrow. I'm doing something oh. with the guys from Crab Feast. Jay Larson and Ryan Sickler. Jay Larson and Ryan Sickler. I mean, they're going to be competing for a spot on my team. Tomorrow. Wow. But. I think I'd like. To, I, I think uh, you know Jay Larson. I could see him playing like third base. Mm-hmm. These guys would be the corners. Like he would be third base. Sickler's not as big as Jay. Jay's bigger. Yeah. Jay is like a third. He's a big baseman. dude. Yeah. Sickler could be. I see him being like a left fielder guy. Like almost maybe a utility guy he could play for left field, and he can also play at second base if he has to. Mm. First base, you know, that's usually like a big bopper. Um. First baseman, like maybe somebody who's lefty. Mm-hmm. Are you left-handed? Do no. You know? Do you like baseball? Love it. You got long hair, you I, know. You got, I, I used to play first base softball. Are you serious? Yep. See, I said I'm looking for a first baseman. Oh, can I take that position? And you, you got the hair. Mm-hmm. Hair is important in baseball. Whenever I put it behind my hat, I get people think I'm a baseball player sometimes. And then you can put it in a ponytail. Yep. And I can see you playing first Just base. Just on looks alone, first base. Yes, first base, good guy. Who's our center? Center field. Who would center field be? You know, center field's an important position. It is. Center fielder is versatile. Am I, you know Maybe what? like a Willie Hunter? 
Oh, Willie's fast. Willie's very fast. Oh, wow. You might want to Wow. You might want to bump him up to something else. I could see Willie Hunter. I was going to say Red Band cuz Red Band's pretty good at being helpful, but he doesn't like sports, <laughs> but he might be good doing the video board. <laughs> he might be good at game operations. I think we put Red Band yes, on video. Yeah, have him do the video, and then somebody plays the organ. Who you play the keyboard? Avery Pearson. Avery on the Pearson organ. on the organ. Yeah, and then somebody needs to sing the national anthem and "God Bless America" in the seventh inning. The- Brent Morin. Brent Morin's a singer. He's yep. He can sing the national anthem. National anthem. And then we'll bring Brent it back Moore. out for "God Bless America." Then we have we have Bert, Bert maybe as a catcher. Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer as a catcher. You know what? He's a big guy, big target. I, and he's a veteran. I mm-hmm. can see him behind the plate. We'll go ahead and put Bert back there. Um, seventh inning. Somebody's got to lead us in seventh inning stretch, like a celebrity coming in saying, "I love it," and they'll sing. Who would that be? A celebrity. Hmm. You know, somebody who appreciates stuff. We're gonna have that. We have. Oh, we have military hero of the game. Military hero of the game. Who is in the military? What sta- Oh, Rob. Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle was Rob Riggle, and he's from Kansas City. You're from Kansas yep, City. Yep. Rob was in the Marines, mm-hmm. and every baseball game, they honorary the they honor the uh, 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 hero of the military. Rob Riggle. Now we need that. a peanut guy. We need a peanut guy. Guy passing out peanuts. <laughs> guy passing out peanuts at <laughs> the game. Schizo surfer. Schizo surfer passing out. I think Don would be like one of those guys, uh, like on the dugout, running on the dugout. Don Barris. Don would be, would be a great first or third base coach. Got you. Don would be a base coach. Yes. There you go. That's a good one. So I mean, we, I mean we're naming a lot yeah, of players. We're naming a lot. Any girls on the team? Because girls could be. A we part could of do that. Uh, I think there's some girls who like baseball. Sarah Tiana could help. Sarah keep Tiana score. would be good. Yeah. She could be the help. Uh, she could even be a coach. You never know. Yeah. You know what? She might be able to analyze something like a swing. <laughs> Uh, at color hat flies. Don't know him. Uh, what percent gay are you currently? You know, I'll tell you what. Uh, you get that question a lot. I don't. It's one thing I don't like. I'm not a big fan of those questions. Mm-hmm. But and I'll tell you why. Because because you say something in your act that you are what percent gay? Well, I said ten percent gay. Ten percent like gay. Every, I because. Back then, when I was hanging out with everybody, it was all fun. Let's joke around. I was just doing, I wouldn't say it by my own personal act. I wouldn't say I'm 10% gay because, even in a joking way, Mm -hmm. because it's just not part of my act. But when I was doing podcasts, like if if I do a podcast and Sam Tripoli brings in porno stars, what are you going to talk about? Probably porn. Right. So... That's how these things end up started. going. Okay. So when people go 10% gay, I go, is that from my act? Did that? Where did that come from? These things come from me going, I'll play around. Riffing on a podcast. Yeah. And then you and then you end up like, that's the one thing people ask. And it's it really, it's kind of annoying. I'm not mad at you at all. But it's like, because it has nothing to do with my stand-up set. Right. Well, then I'll... But ne- that's the one thing that people, you know, and when people say that... I, I just, it just it does rub me the wrong. You can edit it out uh, if you want. Well, we'll uh, I'll uh, this next question. It's just because it's not it's not even like something that's not even me. Right. Well, this next question I'll cut out. Then uh, okay. it was one of the top questions from a lot of different people. What is and it? You don't. Have- what is this one? <laughs> Do you eat ass? A lot of people. 
Now, how did that come in? Now, where does that from? I have no... Well, I might go with the 10% gay thing, but they could be referring to women. They could be referring to, like... See, again, that's why... Again, again, I don't think ever in one of my stand-up shows I've said that. (laughs) Right. I've never never done... Maybe somebody's just curious if you are into analingus. You know, here's the thing. Again, that stuff like that ten percent gay mm-hmm. that all came from Sam Riffs. having porno actresses on me joking about. That's when all those like, oh, everyone's into all this other yeah, transsexual. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll play it. I act because you remember the movie Bachelor Party. Yeah, yeah. The guy is like he thinks he's a fall. It's a it's a guy a girl and it's a guy. That's like the, one of the running jokes. I I'm so good at joking about that. People think, oh, it's real. That's what happened. That's a credit to you as a but performer. But it's annoying. It it's can very, be. Because it has nothing to do with my stand-up. It has nothing to do with anything I've done outside of that little thing. So it's something I just got to live with, but I know where it comes from. Yeah. But it's not my act. I don't... Because I it's I just not into that. I did that playing around. And I don't... And I... And it's... Then, then you start... Then it gets in my head. Then I go, well, now I'm talking about it. See, it's out in the universe. That's why I don't even like to address anything like that. Well, then we'll move on. There you go. Positive energy. It's pushing forward. That's all you have to do. Deflect, deflect. Keep your eyes on I me. Mean, because look at look at right now, just to let you know. All these baseball players, mm-hmm. these young baseball players now are getting busted for their tweets because they're using gay stuff. Right, right, right. Gay this, gay that, F this. I don't think that's good. It's not, it's not. It's not, I think that kind of talk is not good. It's like bully talk. And that's what I associate it with. And it's like, it's bully talk. And there are bullies. So I don't even want to, I just, I could feel it even like just joking about it. Yeah. And it's like something I don't want to be a part of. And it's like, it's more on them than on me. Mm-hmm. And then it just comes up all the time. I go, okay, whatever. And then you start thinking, is that what it is? And it's just like, uh, it creates its own thing. But I'm just telling you where that came from. Okay. See how I got derailed? That's what happens when somebody outside of my comedy world starts doing so. Like a question. Why do you do that? Well, this this is a... I like this question. Okay. At Spirits Outside, which is ironic. You're just talking... How do you continue to stay positive throughout, even if you have self-doubt? I'm not always positive. I'm just telling you that positive energy works. I'm not like saying, I'm positive all the time. I'm saying... I know that being positive helps. You could be negative and still put out energy. So I'm I'm into like you got to put out some energy. I 100% agree with Hopefully that. Hopefully it's positive. Yes. I'd rather have negative energy than no energy. Give me something. Something to work with so you can maybe turn it. Yeah, if you're giving me no energy, I'm going to drive myself, you know, it's like make me nuts. If you're I, giving me negative energy, okay, you're get let's tweak that. I always say with audiences that I would rather have an audience hate me or love me rather than walk out of there and be like, eh, that was okay. That to me is the worst thing you can say to me as a performer. Right. If, if, if somebody like, you know, asks like, what do you think of that guy? It's like, they're okay. That to me is way worse than like, oh, I can't stand that person. Or, oh, I love them. You know what I mean? When right. it was just bland. Well, I don't, I, I don't like, I mean, and I, I'm sure there are people like can't stand me or can't stand or don't get it, me, but... I, I, I don't like that. It's not doesn't make me feel good. And I, right. I kind of like, to be honest, 
I wish I would have like I probably like the sports world better. It's like I'm doing comedy because I'm good at it. people seem to like when I do it and I have fun with it. But it's um, you know it's like the people I don't like to like make people upset. I don't want to be around that. Right. I, I like I like to stay away from like negative stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm hard on myself anyway. Now I got to have some guy go. He's not funny. It's like I just don't care. I don't want even want to put myself in there. But it, but you have to you have to do what you do. Yeah. I, again, like yeah, you would have somebody like you or hate. You're gonna if you're going. Ah, it's okay. You're not like making a you but know you're not making an impression or a strong enough like I don't know. Yeah, you want to be strong. Yeah. I'm sh- yeah. Exactly. Again, it's energy. If you ask anybody, it starts out with energy. You gotta give us that. Then. We tweak and take it and go. morph it into something good. Yeah. Um, at Arpacheco92 on Instagram. Okay. Uh, they just asked, how's your sister and your mom doing? Um, great. My mom, I see her every uh, couple weeks. She's doing good. I'm going to see her this weekend. I help out. She's down on Palm Desert, walking Daisy, doing that. My sister lives out in the valley. She does her thing. I don't see her all that much, you know. Everyone's got their own personal lives. So uh, Stephanie's good. My mom's good. Daisy's good. I'm good. I'm happy. But I am, you know, it's like I am susceptible to, you know, I'm an energy guy. I pick up on stuff, which is good and bad. And I don't like, I, again, it's like the. I think we do have a problem with bullying mm-hmm. in, in this in this country, in this world and i don't think it's good for comedy for certain like it puts some people like makes them tentative makes them like shut down yeah well that's as hard about the current generation of comedy that we're in uh is that we can see (laughs) any comments online like maybe after a show or after you put out something out there where if you maybe used to do a tv appearance you just kind of like, maybe there's a review or something, but it wasn't so specific where individuals could reach out and be like, I don't like this. Or I, it's yeah. very interesting. It's, I feel it's a hard, different time. Like we were talking about before the podcast, it's a necessary evil to be on all these platforms all the time and be on and, and all that stuff. No, I don't, I don't read comments. I don't Google myself. I'll never do that. I don't want to look at comments. Yeah. So I'm just kind of, you know, most people would say don't look at the comments, I think. I don't know. Some people do, yeah. some don't. You're better. I, I don't Google myself. It's just not a great feeling for me. I mean, I'm very, I am self-conscious. That's why that whole like 10% gay stuff, I'm not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Just just not. One, because it's not me. It's like asking me about something that I don't even do. It's from like 10 years ago or something. Um, what are you going to say? Yeah, just that that kind of stuff. Yeah. What was I saying? I forgot. Uh, just we were just talking about the bullying and the. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a problem because I have to be comfortable to do comedy. I didn't do comedy until I was done with baseball. I'm around baseball guys. It didn't make me want to do comedy. It didn't like, hey, I'm going to do comedy for you guys. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be funny in front of you because I don't want to be around you. Yeah. So when somebody, I'm very sensitive to people. Like I'm a Gemini. Also, I'll just shut down. And I'm a good guy. I bring positive energy. It's true. I bring experience. I bring knowledge. But I'm also, I have to protect my, like, it's almost like drumming. Like, 
I think I think we actually have a Ooh. a caller calling in. Okay, uh, here we go. Here it's, we go. It's all it says is it's a Gemini is calling in. Oh really? I mean I'm eager to hear. Eager to hear it. Um hello? Um Gemini is is that Hello? Uh h- hello? Uh is this is this a Gemini that's calling in? Yes it is. I'm a Gemini. Okay, uh, well, I'm not, now, I'm a Sagittarius, I'm not too familiar with, are you representing the actual sign, like, you are the Gemini? What'd you say? Are you the Gemini? Are you the the Gemini sign? Is that who's calling in right now? Yes, I am calling in the Gemini sign, both of us are calling in to speak to you guys. Great. Uh, now, I'm not super familiar uh, with you, uh, not to um, you know, discredit all the stuff that you've done and, and who you represent for people, but uh, what exactly would you say is a Gemini? Oh, it's easy. It's uh, the twin. One, one, you see, one of each. Why? One time you're one happy, one sad. One good, one bad. One nice, one mean. One good, one evil. One Jewish, one Islam. One God, one Satan. Real simple, right down the middle. Okay. So high highs, low lows. Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas. Okay, now you're talking my language. Now, uh, Gem- <laughs> now Gem- Gemini, um, do you have any advice for me uh, as a person who's living in this, uh, this current generation? Positivity. Positivity. Negativity. Okay, negativity. Happy? Sad. <laughs> okay. You take the good, you take the bad. Okay. What, what do you get? Uh, hopefully more good than bad. Gemini. Oh, you take the Okay, that's that's like your credence. You take the good, you take the bad. That's Gemini. Both. Both. Up, down, left, right. Are you doing the cheat code to Contra right now? It's Grand Theft Auto 4. Wait, the Gemini plays Grand Theft Auto? Oh, yeah. High score. 2,200. <laughs> That's pretty good if I know anything about Grand Theft Auto. Well, Gemini, uh, if if there's anything else you'd like to say uh, before we go, we're about to do the final segment of the show. Positive energy. Um, visit. Visit me. Visit you? How do we visit you? I live in a... What neighborhood do you, do you live in, Gemini? It's trees. <laughs> There's trees in this neighborhood? Okay, we're getting somewhere. Bushes, bonsai bushes. Bonsai bushes, okay, that maybe might help us center on the geographical location, okay. You just want to hang out. <laughs> I'm still in character. No, 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 I, I appreciate it. Send us a Gemini.org. Okay, go to Gemini.org. Dot, dot, uh, edu, GPS. Okay, a lot of extensions. I'll, I'll try them all. Um, thanks for calling into the show. You got it. <laughs> Wait. Wait. These are hard. Who's this Gemini? I don't. I, um, that's hard to do. Sometimes, but I'm very in the moment. I gotta, I gotta stay through it. I gotta stay through it. I, I love the Gemini calling in. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'm out of my, you know, it's, a, it's different. It's different. Well, you know what? I appreciate that. That's my favorite thing about the show is, uh, you know, it's a chance for me to uh, to play and, and, and riff. And sometimes the comfort zones 
get a little get a little um, gray in the in the areas, but it's fun uh, always to see what my friends do with it. You but know, I'm what not. I mean? I mean, you're really you're good at these characters. Like you're really good. I try to do the Chuck E. Cheese. I'm not the great the voices, and I'm like I hard. actually like the voices that. Well, I, the Gemini called in. I don't. I don't. Know I was just playing like an old. Uh, like an old little Asian guy. Oh, well. I don't know why, but like a little Asian guy, like a Mr. Miyagi type. Works. Like some, like a Buddhist character. A little, I mean, Chinese Zodiac. So I was like figuring that's what that guy was. Okay. The bird scooter guy was fun. You know, I was good. I had some good, like I said, there were some good ups and downs with it, but uh, I don't normally do character work. Well, that's why it's a treat to have you on the show. You know, I'm not good. I'm, I, I should be better at like playing with others. You're great. I've had a blast. This this brings us to our final segment. Here Brody. we go. Final segment. Sax talk. Yes, sax talk. Oh, sax talk. So, Brody, I prepped you before the show. You're going to share a story of a sexual encounter, and I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone well, underneath while you do. Well, I have to, you know, think this out because it's it's a podcast, and I have to, you know, think of situations mm-hmm. where um, I had a sexual encounter. Well, go ahead. We'll uh, I'll I'll give you one. I'll fo- okay. I'll follow you along with the saxophone whenever okay. you're ready. All right. Two two. Hello. So, um, do I sing or talk? Uh, you can, uh... You do most can, people talk? Yeah, most people talk. Okay, I'll talk. Yeah, most people talk. So, I mean, if you want to say, I mean, I, this was a sexual encounter, and this is not something that you would, you know, normally hear. Everyone hears it the other way around. You know, they... they and I think it's pertinent because it's in the news with what's been happening. I was... Sixth, seventh grade, maybe eighth. We'll settle on seven. Settle on seven. And I was in an apartment building. And a couple girls lived down the hallway who would tease me. I would call it flirting. Um, I'd walk by their apartment while I was emptying the trash and I peered in through the kitchen window hey it's Brody Stephen Brody yes it is what are you doing I'm emptying the trash well why don't you get in here I go, whoa, my mom thinks I'm just emptying the trash. Well, empty the trash and come back. Okay, I'll do that. I come back. I knock. They pull me in. I remember the girl's name. I think it was like, I want to say Sherry and Carrie. And they basically made me... show myself because that's what kids do but these girls were older two grades older which add up to four 
taking advantage of a nice guy. Oh, he's 10% gay, really? See, these are the stories people don't hear. But they want to hear, oh, Sam Tripoli bringing out the, the porn people, this, that. And I saw the movie Bachelor Party. What happens? It's funny when he's fooled. So people think it's real. But they're not in my world. So they say, you know, let's check it out. And I, um, and I said, okay. And they said, they, they said, get in the room. I go, what? This is, now I'm uncomfortable. Get into the room. And then I went into the room. And then uh, I know people are, I got to keep this. I have to keep this. I mean, it's not that bad, but I have to, I have to keep things clean. I mean, I, I'm saying I went into the room. Nothing happened bad. And I have to keep it clean. You don't have to. I mean, I just, I, I just don't want to believe me. I can, I'll get in trouble. I have female fans. They're not going to want to hear any kind of like Brody escapades. But I'll tell you, well, if it's I, honest. But I mean, it's honest, yeah. And then they, I mean, I'm embarrassed to talk about it. I just don't really want to. Pretty, you know, fairly embarrassed. But the girls were, uh, you know, touching. And. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. I, I feel like, here's the deal, Jeremiah. It's hard for me to do this because I think I'm old-fashioned. And I'm sensitive and aware. And I know what I like and what I don't like. So I'll let you know that I had an interesting time the girls are definitely the aggressor. There were scissors. And something happened. It felt good. But I think it was wrong. Was I ashamed? No. But it was cool. And there's really no going back after that. So that was kind of that experience. And I have to be very careful as a guy who's a male. 48, 2018, you know, this is a popular podcast. I don't think I have the, the skills or the abilities to deal with any kind of, you know, backlash. But it was, an, it was still interesting experience. And that's the one that comes to mind. Now, now I'll say. Now let me just say something, Jeremiah. I just like that's how I. I mean, I just feel like I can't really. I couldn't. That was perfect. Oh, really? That's perfect. Yeah, you you only need to share as much as you're comfortable with. Yeah. Leave the rest to the imagination. I just feel like there's really not. I mean, you can just get in trouble these days. Like sure, with any little thing. I just don't want to. 
even and I have fans. I have like female fans. Of course. So they would like, oh, Brody, I thought I was your first. But <laughs> that's you know the, what I'm saying? That's the the movement behind that's the biggest complaint is is, is girls being like, I thought I was Yeah. Well, uh, I want to wish you a congratulations because you actually just released recently on Amazon a one-hour special. You got it. Yes. It's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. It's on other platforms. I did a one-hour special. It's more like 47 minutes, but late night at the comedy store kind of just captured what I would do on a late night spot. I would say... For that special, everything I did on that special, I feel pretty good. I mean, everything that we did, I feel good about. I felt like I I got everything out of that what I need, what I wanted to get, or what I could get. I yeah. squeezed everything out. It wasn't because most specials, you're you know, you're doing it at like eight or nine o'clock. You got a packed audience. Everything, the lighting, everything, ding ding ding, perfect, boom, smile faces, this that, hit your jokes. Me, I just want to kind of create, wanted to create that late night situation that I deal with. Yeah. Going up at the end, close to midnight, after a crowd has been like a packed room and then dwindle it down because that's reality. And then I would go out there and do my stuff. So all those elements involved and then with the moving parts and then editing and directing and all those things that I, that I wasn't, I wasn't the director and I wasn't the editor, but I was able to like get my, my, my vision across. Yeah. But the vision was like, I almost had to tell them, let it's not slick. This isn't slick. Right. You can, you can make this raw and, and like, look, you know. Yeah. I, I had to, I, yes, I, I puts added some things in that gave it because even the, them edit, they've not done something like this necessarily. Yeah. Or I understood that I'm doing it late at night. So. Yeah, which is not usually when specials are, are taped. But those are the spots I was getting mostly. Well, so I said, go. let me uh, let me do something with this and make a unique experience out of it. Yeah, I made a unique. I think I made a. I took a typical late night which is unique for others. You know, yeah. they, nobody sees that. They don't see like the late night stuff that we do there at the comedy store, which is comedy. You know, it's yeah. it, that comedy doesn't have to be a packed auditorium. I mean, I did a, a set as David Bowie for uh, maybe uh, 20 people on the original room uh, yeah. on, on Wednesday. Yeah, so you're on there. Yeah, so people think comedy, it's... It's super glamorous maybe sometimes. Yeah, glamorous, slick. Everything's mapped out and perfect. And the audiences are, they're all there and all ready to go. And they're all the fans. A lot of times you're performing, they're not your fans. So if somebody's doing a one hour special, chances are that the ones you've seen, a lot of those audience members are fans. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, maybe if you're doing a, a, a 15 minutes about within one of those specials, they, they may be everybody's fans. So that's what I, but I made it my, my own special. With all, so I, I was happy with it. Like, just made it my own. So I felt like I got a bunch of my jokes in, and I got some silliness in, got some drumming in, some apparent, some some uh, familiar faces. So I felt good about it, definitely. Like, but it was something I wanted to get done. Like, I felt like I and this has been something I've been I'd been working on for like almost three years. Like, yeah, because I'd done it so many after the doing that spot for like a year and a half or two years. You have to go okay. 
I've, I got to capture this. So I can't like stop doing it and go to somewhere. Else. I got to like kind of like stay in this holding pattern a little bit. So I've been a little bit in that late night doing this late night spot holding pattern because then it came out. I want to promote it some more, but then eventually, you know, ideally you want to you're going to play like in larger audiences or different. I'm already thinking about my next special, but that's great. I felt like the uniqueness of it, what like comedians have to deal with. I, I felt like I put that, I captured that as best I could. That's awesome. Is there anything else that uh, you want to plug before we, uh, before we go? Uh, just my, uh, you can hear my podcast. Got to get you on Brody Stevens festival of friendship and sports. Yes, you got it. Having fun. That's on all things comedy. That's I'm over there, of course. You could find me on the road in October doing some shows. I want to do some baseball shows. That's my goal for 2019. I needed to I need to go out on the road and I'd like to do some baseball tours. Also, I have Valley Vibes on all things comedy. We have uh, the Reseda edition, the premier Reseda edition. People like Valley Vibes. That's another one. Like if I feel like the last few things I've done are mine and like I feel good about it. It's good. not like I'm doing it. I understand like working together with people is great, but I also have to like follow my vision on some things. And so these last couple little projects have been have been good with that. So all of that and I just try to stay have fun and stay and be positive, stay positive. No, it's not easy. No, I'm not always positive, but I know that it works and then I've seen it through the years. Yeah. With in sports and the comedy store. Mm -hmm. Because I take a lot of my, when I did, I've done 3,000 television audience warm ups. I'm a big sports guy. It comes from that. Don Barris, Jimmy Kimmel Live, thousands of warm ups. He's a sports guy. Tony's a sports guy. Sports matter. And I try to tell people, like, that's my attitude the baseball training, the pushing from even Little League in the Valley. Growing up and then playing baseball at Arizona State, then learning about visualization and then applying it to shows and seeing it happen live on set where, you know, it, it is about energy. It is about pushing. Mm -hmm. It is about like going. So I try to share that with people and um, it seems to be working in my, in my stand up. I enjoy. Well, I feel like it definitely comes across and you've had a, a very positive effect on me and i i treasure our friendship and yes. uh, the many many talks and and hangouts and riff sessions that we get to have at the store you got late it. night and uh i love you pal thanks for doing the show my pleasure oh.